Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. What's up, Wodetsuka fam? Welcome back to the podcast. Today, it's going to be a fun and exciting podcast because we have an amazing human here. Miss Carrie Job is in the house. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. So excited. Yes. And I'm excited we get to do this in person, like yes, you said. It's so sweet. I feel like I need to like really freshen up on my people skills. I know, right? You know? <laughs> Just That's conversational like, skills. Can I hug you? Should I <laughs> fist bump your hand? I know. It's true. Yeah, we it have is. not been around people. So this is so nice. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get started with the question I ask everybody, which we just talked about. can be an intimidating question. It can. But what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? You know, I don't remember where I heard this. It's just something that's just really stuck with me. And I think it's like really in the fabric of my heart now Mm -hmm. because I, uh, the Lord will even bring it up to me when I forget about it. But it was comparison will always steal from the creativity and calling on your own life. It's so good. And it's so true because when we look at someone else's life or what they're doing or what they're called to and we compare maybe what we're doing and and think well Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it that way or it doesn't look this way or you know yeah I think it steals from it's true it steals from so what we're called to it can even steal from you being creative in your own right and what you know you feel you're supposed to be Mm -hmm. doing that's so so good that's good that's literally like in the heart of live original too like what we talk about it's like you have to be confident in who you were originally created to be that's right because if you start comparing it does steal and I still struggle with that sometimes like yesterday I was at this conference and Alex Seeley was there which I love her I know y'all are so close yes I was like, you know, I've been like struggling today because I was going to speak and I was like the last one and everybody else was just like so smart and like Mm. so factual and so like bold and strong. And I was like, I don't really talk like that. And Mm. she just started going, no, 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 Mm -mm. no, 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 no. And she's like, yeah, you don't talk like that. And that's not your anointing. And you don't need to try to be somebody else. Like It was just like, she just spoke truth straight to my heart. And so I couldn't agree more. She'll do that every time. She will. (laughs) I'm like, oh, thank you. I want to cry and smile and run and take over the world now. But she's she's (laughs) awesome. So that's so good. I love that advice. I'm so excited to talk to you about your new album, The Blessing. It's like literally went all around the world, especially mm. the song, but the album too. And when your album came out, I've had so many friends like sending me like mm. this song, this song. Oh, you got to listen to this. Oh, just wrecked me. That. Like no joke. I've had several Good. friends text me just different ones from the album. And so this is super exciting. Mm. I know this album was different than other albums because you had to do it 
mm-hmm. you know, without a live audience. You're making me emotional. Oh, it's true. It's so good. Ah, it's yeah. amazing. But I know you did it without a live audience. Was that hard for you mm-hmm. to like go there in the midst of like knowing that this is just totally a different time? Mm-hmm. You know? it, the idea of doing it that way before I stepped into the room and felt the anointing and the team was with me. Mm-hmm. The idea of it before, I I cried my eyes out. Yeah. I mean, I really had to, I feel like it was like grief. I kind of feel like I grieved the worshipers not being there with me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a worship leader, as a speaker, like we love to connect with the heart right. of people because that's what we're called to do. And so I was like, Lord, how, like, how am I going to do this? I won't be able to see anyone's faces. And I just felt like the Lord was like, but I'll be there. Wow. I'm like, well, of course you'll be there. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes we just think, oh, wow, you're right. And yeah. that whole like idea of we do worship the audience of one, I just had to dig into that. It's good. And I think what helped is we had experienced a lot of really strong moments doing the live streams for mm-hmm. church, and there were no people in the room for those. Yeah, it's true. And you, you just kind of— realize you're worshiping with your friends on stage so you're not alone yeah speaking in a room alone would be hard to me yeah, it you is know because you're like you can't vibe off of anyone you're yeah. just literally having to follow the holy spirit but it actually ended up being one of the most sacred things i've ever wow done. and now i'm like maybe i'll always do it without the people <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i mean not that it's not sacred when the people are there of yeah. course it is but there's just like this different I closed my eyes most of the time, and I just was so focused on the Father and just like this conversation and all the songs. I just felt so so connected to the Lord, and Henry produced it, and he was like, take your time. Wow. There's no rush. I didn't have to like transition moments for people or, you know, like things you think about as a worship leader. I didn't have to worry about some of those things. That's cool. It kind of made it neat. That's so cool. You can hear that. Like in the album, it literally sounds like you are just talking to the Father. Mm -hmm. And it's so sweet. And I think that that's super encouraging for everybody right now, whether you're a worship leader or speaker. If you're at home alone or you've felt that isolation, just that reminder to like dig into the fact that God is there. Mm -hmm. I remember whenever I had COVID and I was sick for two solid weeks and like, Mm. you know, already quarantining before that because my family had it and so mm-hmm. I hadn't been around people and I had one night where I was just like Christian I'm gonna go sit in the car and I just need to worship mm-hmm. and man mm. it was one of the most sacred moments ever mm-hmm. and I actually will never forget that and I hope I never forget that moment because it was me like pressing past the feelings that I've had the isolation the loneliness and just saying like God I know you're here I'm mm-hmm. just gonna keep worshiping you like as if you are right here in the moment and I feel great. And it was just a Good. really cool moment. So I love how you said I had to dig in because sometimes yeah. Yeah. you do have to dig in in it's the true. midst of these moments that are really hard. Okay, so I want to talk about the blessing, the song, because obviously it is just like, it is so cool as a friend, as a person watching from afar, seeing just that song go across the whole world and just how it impacted people. And it was really cool. So when Christian and I found out we were pregnant, that was like the first song I like (laughs) sang over like our child because I was just like thinking about that, like in a thousand generations and your children and their children. It's just so beautiful. But when y'all were in that room and writing that song, did y'all know like the strength that carried, like the anointing that was on it? Or were y'all kind of like, wow, this is good. We'll see. Or was it more It was more the second part. Like this feels really good and special, but you always want to try it in a room 
to know like, oh, is this going to connect with people or is this just like we've been here too long and we should get some fresh air? Yeah. (laughs) So we had written all day and we were finally getting to bed. It was like one in the morning and the Elevation team stayed longer to work on the demo and they sent it through at like one in the morning. And so I'm crawling into bed and Cody was like, you need to listen to this. Grab your AirPods. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. So I get them and I, no joke, I laid in bed with just warm tears running down my cheeks. Wow. And I was like, this feels really special. And it just felt so sweet. Like yeah. listening to these promises we've believed and said, heard, mm-hmm. you know, all growing up, I was raised in a Christian home. So I heard the ironic blessing a lot. And just that in your coming and you're going and you're weeping, mm-hmm. you know, just different like blessings of God. I'd heard that kind of stuff my whole life, but in the context of like hearing it all in one place yeah. with a beautiful melody with it. And I just remember thinking like, this feels really sweet. Yeah. I can't wait to leave. And we let it the next day for the first time. And I, yeah. Wow. You see that on the video. Like, yes. That's, the rest I is I love history. it. We watched it a million really times. Sweet. I remember when it first came out and Christian and I were watching it on YouTube. I think I cried every time I listened to it for the first like 12 times. <laughs> like seriously. And I don't run. Okay. I'm a walker. I'm not like a runner. But when I was listening to that song, I got on the treadmill. I cranked that sucker up. <laughs> I was like, can you go? <laughs> yeah. Like I was like sprinting. I remember Christian was like, whoa, you were running. I was like, I had the blessing on. Like mm. there's something on it that you're right. It's so exciting to hear all those promises in one place mm-hmm. and and the timing of it was just yeah. perfect for what we were about to walk into as a country or as a world. We didn't know, right, you know, right. and so that's really cool. Yeah. I know you're obviously a mom of two. If mm-hmm. nobody else knew that, she's a mom, mm-hmm. a sweet mom and a wife to Cody. And I was thinking about that. Like I said, I was singing that over just our child and thinking about that and declaring that. You know, in this time, I feel like there's so many fears that come, like mm-hmm. even knowing like we're going to birth a child into this world. And mm-hmm. wow, there's like a lot of bad things and a lot of hard things. As a mom, like what gives you hope for like your boys and like that next generation to come mm-hmm. in the midst of, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of trouble? Yeah. It's interesting you tying like talking about kids right after we talk about the blessing because that fear of raising kids and bringing them into the world, but also just like the attack of the enemy on a mom, I think on a mom and dad of like, you know, what could happen or all these what ifs. This is kind of a big part, I think, of what happened with the blessing because I was dealing with extreme torment and fear Mm -hmm. with my boys in the first few years of being a mom. And it was something where it would be like that nagging Mm -hmm. in the back of your mind. You just 
you'd have a fearful thought and you're just like, ah, yeah. mm." But finally I got to a point where I was like, I am so tired of constantly feeling like Mm -hmm. something could happen. And just because my sister dealt with an extreme traumatic, sorrowful experience and Mm. that fear it can grip you as a mom. Mm-hmm. And so you just have to take authority over these thoughts. Mm-hmm. And what has helped me the most is just getting the word out and just declaring truth, good. declaring truth. Because it says our minds are renewed by mm-hmm. the word. It's so good. I think for a mom, that's also what's kind of pent up in the blessing. I think maybe those moments where it causes a mom to cry listening to that song is as a mom, I had to kind of dig in with mm-hmm. my relationship with the Lord as a mom and just declare, mm-hmm. I'm going to believe these truths instead it's of good. the tormenting spirit of fear. It's good. And there were some nights, even maybe a year before we wrote the blessing, where in the middle of the night, I couldn't sleep. I was super fearful. Silly stuff like I would go check, did I unplug the toaster? Mm-hmm. Is there gas coming through the, you know, yeah. stuff? Like things were like, I just was so nervous and fearful, constantly checking and And finally one night I got up and I just was like, that's enough. And Mm. that's a very nice way of putting it. I was, (laughs) I got really fervent that night and just began to like, I almost woke everyone up in the house. I was that fervent in my prayers and in my declarations of that's That's enough. I'm going to believe the things that the word of God says over my life and over my babies. You won't steal from me anymore. That's Mm. enough. You know, so that is so good. It's a long answer, but no, I need I need to hear that. I just opened up to a Bible study group about this because I was like, it's so crazy. Like when you find out you're a mom, like there's so much gratitude, and then at the same, like it's almost the same moment. There's so much fear, Mm -hmm. and I had a friend that had a miscarriage, and my sister had a miscarriage, and it's like you just start to think, like, what if this happens? What could happen? All this stuff. And I remember I was talking to somebody, and I was like. I just feel like it's so hard because you have to have so much faith because you can't see you the baby. But like once you do, and they're, they're like, no, once you do, you'll still have fear if yeah. you don't deal with it now. Like right, you'll still right. have that fear. You'll still feel like you need to check yeah. everything and make sure everything's okay. And every little thing will make you afraid. And so they're like, if you don't surrender that right now, right. like yeah. you're going to have to later. It's going to yeah. keep nagging. And so that's such good advice. Like you yeah. do have to get serious about your fear, whether it's yeah. about a child or about just fear in general. Like, well, and what you believe believe about the character of God. Yeah, that, that's good. That right there was what set me free. It's not that it set me free. It's that I've been able to overcome mm-hmm. those tormenting thoughts and I yeah. take authority over them faster and good. and don't let them like have a heyday in my mind. But Alex is actually one of the ones that helped me with that because she said to me one night, you need to resolve in your heart what you believe about the character of God wow. for yourself. That's so good. Not for other people, but inside internally. And I remember that was a rough night for me. It was just this night that actually something had happened with Kingston at Mm. seven weeks old. He fell into some water in his stroller. Wow. It was a really wild traumatic experience at Radnor Lake. Wow. And— I rescued him. He was fine. It it actually wasn't as like traumatic as I thought it was at first. Yeah. You know, I was able to get him. He was fine. But what it did for me though was like, God, I pray all the time for protection, and something still happened. Yeah. And Alex was like, Yeah, it, things are going to happen. Wow. We live in a fallen world. We're going to experience some things we don't understand. Mm. But she's like, If you don't resolve this in your heart now, you're going to consistently deal with this fear and torment. Wow. And so I remember that night she said, you need to ask him what he wants you to believe about his character. Mm. And I remembered saying to her, like, um, 
I don't want to do that. Mm. And I think there was like this fear of what if he says like something I don't want to hear. Yeah. And I think people deal with that. I think sometimes we don't want to ask the Lord something because it's like, what if he says something that I don't want to have to walk through? Mm -hmm. Like I have a friend who her child has autism. She didn't want to walk through that. Mm -hmm. But in the midst of it, she's watching God's beautiful faithfulness Mm -hmm. and he's meeting her in places she never even realized she needed him to meet her like those are the things where you see like the grace of God that we don't fully understand and anyway wow I got really quiet that night and I finally just said what do you want to tell me about your character Mm. and I just kind of waited and all I heard him say was you need to know that my character is good Mm. and it's been one of those processes of walking that out to really fully understand what, like, what do you mean by that? Yeah. And I, I think what he means by that is he's just saying he's good and he turns things for our good because that's all he knows how to do. Wow. And so things that we walk through we, that we don't understand, we can see his faithfulness because he's, he's just good. That's so He's good. going to turn it for good. So, so that fear element of it, yeah. It really helps because it's wow. like, okay, whatever I end up walking through, hmm. God will be there with me. He's good. That's amazing. He's faithful, you know. So Wow, that's so good. I I know you say that with tears in your eyes, and yeah. I bet people on the other side listening have tears in their eyes because fear is so gripping. And mm-hmm. I know you sing about that in, in your song, No Fear. Mm-hmm. And I, I even wrote, I was like, you're like a guide and a friend to people on like mm-hmm. how to not fear. And then you go beyond the how and you're like, why you should not fear? Because mm-hmm. you declare that God is good, that He that's is right. there. And so it's cool because everything you say that's in your heart, that you're like, this is what I want through, this is what I experienced, you really do feel that all in the album. That's it's like you hear that truth, you hear that declared. And so yeah. if you're like, I need Carrie to walk around with me and tell me all these <laughs> things every day, go listen to the album because she really does declare that over you and helps you through those moments. I wanted to ask you, just because we keep talking about Alex, I think it is really unique that you and Cody are like really global for church leadership and worship. Everybody knows y'all songs, Mm. both of y'all and Mm. together, but you also like are a huge part of your local church and like lead worship at your church. Like I remember when I came to the belonging for the first time and you were leading and Lauren was leading and uh, Natalie was leading. And I was like, that is really cool that like all of these people who, and it wasn't cool from like, oh, these people are so cool because yes, Mm -hmm. y'all are, but (laughs) it was cool that y'all choose to stay in that local position and pour into this body and you're, you know, leading globally. And so what is that importance to y'all as a family that you're so plugged in and even help start really the church? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we got to be there from the beginning. I will always be a local church girl. You know, that scripture that says those who are planted in the house of God will flourish. Mm-hmm. I've just watched the fruit of that, you know, and it also says in the word to test something by its fruit. Mm. And so it's like, abide in me, I'll abide in you, abide in me as the vine. And it's like, there's just so much richness in our lives by staying connected to godly friends, yep. community, pastoral leadership. That relationship with a pastor or a leader or a mentor can be difficult at times because it's confronting. Yeah or it's challenging, yeah. or it's uncomfortable, you know, but the fruit of it is always so incredible. So you true. Know? And someone like Alex, she's become a dear friend. You know, maybe it's not a pastor in someone's life, but it's just a godly 
someone who has a different perspective. It's good. But I think it's important that they be very, very in tune with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. full of the Word of God. It's good. We can get kind of squirrely if we don't have those, maybe a covering or someone that's like, hey, I see some some stuff you need to mm-hmm. tweak here or watch it. I think you should deal with this in your mm-hmm. heart. Like that's the kind of friendship Alex and I have. That's good. And it's really good. And I think I recommend that for everyone. I think it's really sweet to just also get to pour into people that you see on a weekly basis. Yeah. And you know the sacrifice of worship and praise on their life. Like That's good. You know the deep things going on in their family, mm-hmm. like my friend with an autistic child. Like Just doing life with people that it's just normal Yep. keeps it very normal. Yep. And everyone all over the world, no matter where I get to go, I feel like I can connect with them because I have a connection with people just that we're doing life with. Right. You know? Yeah. I think that's so important too. And even just for people who, I think sometimes we exchange that for like social media relationships that we get. Yeah. Yeah. And I would just encourage people who are listening that, you know, you can have relationships on social media and there are fun elements yeah. to that, but doing like life on life with people and actually yeah. having someone to say, hey, this is where you might be wrong or right, like the right. Lord is really speaking this to me and let me encourage you with this or I'm really walking through this. Like we need that as humans. And yeah. I was talking to Louis Giglio about like what makes somebody like a good leader, like someone that mm-hmm. you like would, you know, want to speak at your conferences or want to invite And he's like, I always look to see if they're like plugged into their local church and if they have a church family around them. Amazing. I think that's really good. Like even just to hear from somebody like him that that is really important to him, that he sees leaders Mm -hmm. surrounded by church families. And like, because then he knows that you're not getting squirrely. You're not just running off and thinking everything you do is right. (laughs) And so I think for everybody listening, like that is just good advice, period. No matter who you are, where you're at, like being surrounded by a church family or a mentor or a friend or somebody who is in tune with the Holy Spirit is so important. It would be, yep. I love the song Heaven Invade on your album. And I was thinking about this because you you talk about that moment where you're in worship and you just kind of like feel like heaven just enter the room. And Mm -hmm. when you said something about the wind and I thought about a passion whenever this moment happened, Mm -hmm. I remember seeing you backstage and you were like, I thought that the Lord was there. Like the wind like came out of nowhere. (laughs) I did see you guys like right after. And you were like so shook. (laughs) And then I heard that they had tried to get that thing to open and they told them no. And then it just randomly, really randomly opened yeah. in that moment. So it really was a God thing. I mean, it yeah. really was so cool. Yeah. And so I wanted you to speak to that, to the people who have never had an experience like that, who have like never felt or maybe even been in a worship service. You know, we might have people who are like, I don't actually go to church. I don't know what this whole thing's about. Um, when we talk about a moment where you just kind of feel heaven touch earth, where you just kind of feel the presence of God, what does that feel like as a leader in a room where you're like, whoa, it feels like the Lord is mm-hmm. here? And what changes in the room? Oh, man. This is a loaded question. I know, it kind of is. No, it's good, though. What changes in the room? You know, we are spiritual beings. So everyone listening, even if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, you have felt some kind of spiritual experience Mm -hmm. somewhere, somehow. And we're wired to worship. Like Mm -hmm. if we don't worship the Lord and His goodness, we will worship things, you know, whether it's fashion or food or, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like we are just wired for worship. We're wired for adoration. Mm -hmm. We're wired for... So when you're in a room and the presence of God comes in, I've never heard someone not say that their arm hair didn't stand up and like they got... Our bodies are just, we're wired for 
the eternal. So true. We're wired for the supernatural. Yeah. And so it's fun as a leader when you pray bold prayers. Another thing that was so wild and beautiful about that experience of the, the roof opening at Passion was we had just prayed backstage, God, I pray. And the presence of God was already moving. There was so many incredible things going on in that room already. So, yeah. But I felt like praying, God, I just pray that kids that haven't experienced you tangibly yet, wow, that you would blow through the room like a mighty wind <laughs> no and way. that they would feel you even on their faces. Wow. And so when the roof opened in that building, it has like a whirlwind effect. So it literally like kind of yeah. does this like circular air thing because the way that it opens. So the See, air comes yeah. in and starts to do a circle. So it felt like it's a whirlwind of his presence wow. filled the room. You know, so I think you could ask daring prayers. Yeah. You can say, I want you to reveal yourself to me. That's cool. Because he does and yep. he will. Yeah. You know? Oh, I love that. Especially when you're asking in faith. Yeah. You know, not God prove yourself to me, but God, show me something about you mm-hmm. that's tangible and real. Yep. I love that. I promise that. you he'll do it. That is so cool. <laughs> I feel like, you know, skeptical people will, would say something like, well, but the room did just open. So is that really the Lord? And Kristen Kane said this. She said, you know what? All I have to say to you, if you think these are coincidences, is she says, the more I pray, the more bizarre things happen. And I'm <laughs> like, it's true. She's it like, I mean, that's all I have to say. Hey, and so it doesn't hurt to have faith. And when you start to see God move in your life, in tangible ways like healing someone or setting someone free from an addiction, mm-hmm. or, you know, and it's a supernatural thing. Yeah. Then you start to go, wow, okay, God, I see that you're you're real. It's you're cool. working. Yeah. It's amazing. It's fun. Last thing I wanted to ask you is your song, First Love. I think it's so mm. beautiful and it's so special. So I'd love for you to talk about that. But also, I just love that you just declare you're still my first love. You're still my only one. What is the importance of those words to you and that declaration that you wrote this song to just almost like reposition your heart back to like your first love? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just wanted you to unpack that song because I think it's so beautiful Thank you. and it really connects with me. And I think really probably everybody, especially in this time where you kind of do need to go back to mm-hmm. that first initial love and those feelings that you have when you fell in love with the father mm-hmm. or realized he was in love with you. Yes. All of that. It's one of my favorite songs I've ever been a part of writing. Mm. From beginning to end, like from beginning, we took communion the morning that we wrote that song. And we spent like two hours on our faces after that, just pouring our hearts out with the Lord. I was with Stephanie Gretzinger and Alyssa Smith and a dear friend and my drummer that's been with me for years. He's like my brother. And those girls really cultivate and have just like carried such an anointing Mm. to just like be such good friends with Jesus. And I love that too. I, that's my favorite thing about knowing the Lord is that we're invited into friendship, cool. relationship. Yeah. And so that song comes out of Revelation 2 where the Lord is addressing one of the churches in Revelation. And He's like, I know the things that you love and the things that you hate, but I do have one thing against you that you've left your first love. Wow. And then He says, go back and do the things you did at first. Mm. And if you don't, I will remove my lampstand from its place, which represents his presence. Wow. I will remove my presence. (sighs) I mean, the idea of him removing his presence from our life, that would be one of the scariest things. It would be the scariest Mm -hmm. thing because I I just live my life based on what is your presence? Mm -hmm. Are, Are you in this with me? 
what are you saying? What mm-hmm. I want to hear your voice. And so for him to give a, a challenge and a declarative thing of this is how you need to live your life. You need to seek me first. Mm. Stay in love with me. Not just keep me first, but stay in love. Yeah. Stay in love. That's good. Not know about love, not talk about love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to be in love, you know, for me to be in love with Cody takes being intentional. Yeah. Takes like date nights and yep. being creative and not just like printing something off of the computer that someone else says about somebody, but like writing it with my own handwriting. Yeah. And like, it's the same with the Lord. It's good. And I think a lot of times we will go to church on a Sunday morning and we'll sing someone else's song and we'll hear someone else's sermon and we think that we've said everything we should say to the Lord. But having relationship is, God, I want you to be my first love. And Mm. not that I had fallen out of love with the Lord, but I think sometimes just the the mundane routine of life, mm-hmm. we can just get to a place where it's like gotten stagnant. Very you true. Know? You're still um, in your honeymoon phase kind of with <laughs> you and Christian. And, but I'm about to celebrate six years of marriage. And, you know, there's just these ebbs and flows that you begin to get into, which you're seeing even now. Like yeah. there's days where you're like, I think I'm just going to go for a walk like by myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you just, there's these ebbs and flows of relationship. I just love the aspect that the Lord invites us into true friendship and to stay in love. And so good. There's so much that He wants to do in our lives, but He wants to do it because there's deep friendship. Yep. You know, that is so good. I can relate to that. I think, especially in this year, because. I didn't even realize that I had gotten into a pattern of like, I was always at churches, I was always at conferences, I was always at things, and I love listening to other people. So I'm taking in everything everybody else is saying and worshiping, and I love it. And then whenever churches closed, I was like, yeah, like I was was still like, (laughs) I love you, God. Like, you know, and I just started to realize I'm praying the same prayers like every Mm. single day. Like I'm getting like really in the routine of things. And I wasn't reading as much as I should. I wasn't pursuing as much as I should. I was almost Mm. waiting for church to open back up instead of like opening up my Bible, opening up my heart, opening up my life, like like you said, like not taking what somebody else said, but actually writing it with your own handwriting. Like that's so beautiful mm-hmm. and that's so true. And so staying in love is, it does take intentionality. And I've been yeah. challenged by that myself during COVID. And I'm one to like, I love to pursue the Lord. And, you know, this has really even hit me in this time pretty heavy. And so mm-hmm. I know for people who ask me questions like, how do you say, mm-hmm. you know, in the routine of, you know, this or that or reading or praying? And I think it's like, forget the routine as much as it's just staying in love, like yeah. stay in love in relationship. And, and all of that will will kind of help your routine and in relationship. And so that's so good. I mean, if you didn't already love Carrie, you really love her now. (laughs) And if you haven't listened to The Blessing, go listen to it. But also listen to it. And I think even hearing these answers, that she truly prays over these songs that she writes. Like Mm -hmm. they come from a really real place. And so she took communion the day she wrote those songs. And so they really are... I think a collaboration of prayer and Mm -hmm. friendship and heartbreak and Mm -hmm. speaking for what the Lord has mended. And so I think the album's beautiful. I think you're beautiful. And thank you so much for sharing all of your incredible advice. Thank you. Love you. Love you, friend.
Alright fam, let's go over some good and bad advice. Y'all, just so you don't forget, we get all of our good and bad advice from the Whoa That's Good podcast Instagram DMs and our Ello Sister app. So be a part of the podcast by sending in your good and bad advice for some entertainment. Alright babe, you ready? I'm ready. Alright, wind extinguishes a candle but energizes a fire. Great advice. I sent that question in. You sent that in? Yeah, I did. I was, I was like, the plug I heard for that. you say that. I was the plug for that one. Yeah, that was in a book I read. I can't remember what book it was, though, but I thought it had so much application, like literally, but also like spiritually, just the idea of, man, if I'm going to isolate myself, whether it's the wind of the world or whatever that looks like, it's going to be quickly extinguishable if it's by myself. But if I surround myself with the community of people, then I think the Lord's going to send that out. And That's so good. I love that. It's like people, you know, say after they go to a conference or something like, oh, I was on a spiritual high and then like I lost it. And I think that's because like they go back from a conference and they try to just like keep it going, like fan Fan the flame flame. of just like a candle and Mm -hmm. wind will actually take that out instead of like going back and like joining a church body or joining Mm -hmm. a group of friends who believe the same thing. And then... The wind goes, the fire goes crazy. And there you go. Then you got a fire. Got a wildfire. All right. Live in the moment. It's good. That's good. Yeah. I think it's good. What are you thinking? You don't think <laughs> well, it's good. No, because sometimes like little things like that can be kind of counterintuitive. They mm, can be like. Big word. On the surface, you want to think good, but then you think a little deeper about it. Then it's like. I, don't know. I think it is good, advice, think good advice because though. I think if you start living too much in the past, then you don't like continue to grow if you start yeah. living too much in the future you probably have you anxiety <laughs> yeah so it's that's just why it's good. called the present yes live in the moment it's a gift. oh hey that was good well that's good i didn't just come up with that oh you didn't no if i did i would be making a lot of money right now <laughs> you'd be a millionaire <laughs> <laughs> All right. See rejection as protection. See, these little singers, they're getting me. (laughs) These little singers. (laughs) Yeah, that one is hard because rejection hurts. Yeah. But a lot of times it is for your protection. Yeah, a lot of times it is like an accountability. But I think sometimes people, you know, that can be pointed at like an envy or like a jealousy. It's like wanting to like reject something. If I'm not on your team, Hmm. you know, I could reject you, but it's not really for my protection. It's because I've... Don't want you to do that or I'm envious of you. I would have never thought like that. So if you sent in that question, I don't know what you were thinking, but a friend rejection, yes, I think it could be for your help, but if it's someone that you don't really trust, then I'd be cautious. That's good. Yeah. That is good. That was a really deep thought. I feel like we could have talked about that for longer, but we must continue. It's the <laughs> thought that counts. Um, I think it's the thought that counts, but sometimes you're like, okay, bro. Yeah. Well, my first thought was like, my first thought about that thought was like, if I get you like a gift or something, it's like, oh, it's the thought that counts. But sometimes I think you can use that as like a cop out. That's what I was saying. You know? Like sometimes like, if that's a continual thing. It's like, yeah. okay, you've said it's a thought that yeah. counts like 12 times. Yeah. It's starting it be, to not be that. Well, Cause I can look at my own life. And I think like sometimes like if we're like talking about something, I can use that as like a being like defensive. Oh, it's the thought that counts. So you should just be grateful with that. That's true. You have done that to I me before. I have done that numerous times. But there are moments where it really is a thought that counts like our wedding gift, like your oh, wedding yeah, gift to sure. me. So I had like been saying I wanted these slides for like a long, I actually like just randomly said it one day. I was like, oh, I love those slides. I want some of those slides. And then one, 
one of my wedding gifts was the slides. And I had said it a long time ago, but I didn't even think that you remembered. But they were like two sizes too small. So like that was a true that thought that counts. No, that wasn't remember, you. That, that was, was the was, store's that problem. That was Nordstrom. That was Nordstrom. No offense. We do love you. If you want to sponsor us, come back. But no, we yeah. that, they sent, I ordered like a nine. It was like a six which or seven. Actually, we're an eight. Again, it's the okay. thought that counts. <laughs> UK size nine. UK size nine. <laughs> Anyways, it really was about the gowns because I was like so impressed with you that you remembered that I said that a long well, time ago. I know you're size eight, but then you did just order those shoes for, and, and they were seven, seven and, and a half. half. Thank you. You said nine. <laughs> just keep the questions going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is a good this is a really good thought. If you can't afford virtual reality headsets, you can close your eyes and imagine everything you want. Um I think that's true. I think <laughs> well I don't know if that's true. Well it's not true because some of those things are like actually pretty legit. Like I don't own one, but I've like been to Best Buy and I've kind of put them on before. And they're pretty cool. <laughs> but I think sometimes by that being your first option, sometimes we lose our creativeness. Oh, that's good. So I think like when I was younger, like that's I would good. much rather like be imaginative with like my brother than like going to put on like going like isolate myself in a room and just putting yeah. on. A I do hope that virtual reality cool. doesn't take away from our imagination and creativity. Like you know, because sometimes you don't think whenever it does? no, I hope it doesn't. Oh. Like I'm saying, it could. Because sometimes whenever you have a better experience than the experience that you had, even though it was good, like, okay, for instance, Six Flags is awesome. Mm -hmm. Then you go to Disney World and you're like, Six Flags is still great, but Disney World is amazing. You know? You like Disney World more than Six Flags? No, because actually, Six Flags rides better, but I'm talking about like the, just the, wow, it's Disney. So it's like, wow, virtual reality. And you're like, oh, my imagination. I hope we don't get to that point because your imagination is way more creative and your imagination is going to actually create things that the world needs. Not virtual reality. Yeah. But, hey, it is cool. Yeah. Good talk. So if you're listening to this and you work at Disney, we love Disney. We'd love to come there. And I also went to Six Flags for like four of my birthdays. Also love Six Flags. Okay. We out. And Universal Studios if you're listening. <laughs> Send us tickets. I love the Hulk. <laughs>